This is banter. We just keep this rolling. Your face is banter. <laughs> Hello, Internet. We are the Uncultured Saints. I am Pastor Goodman, and uh, my, my partner in crime with a mouthful of soda right now is... That was Mountain Dew. It's not soda. It's Mountain Dew. This is uh, Pastor Eli over in Wheat Ridge, uh, Colorado at Wheat Ridge Evangelical Lutheran Church. Did you know there's flame retardant in Mountain Dew? What? I'm serious. It, no. One of the chemicals in there is the same stuff they used to spray on, on your couch to make sure that your house doesn't burn down so fast that the fire department can't come. Um, so, like, your insides are, are um, super flame resistant. Now, you basically have superpowers and caffeine. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That's you. you I you made all that up. But. I'm not. Put it. Put it into the Google. I'm, I'm going to. While we're doing the podcast. All right. Um, so just, you you run with it for the next five minutes while I Google up Mountain Dew. Um, because nobody has ever told any lies on the internet, so you'll, you'll, I'm sure that you'll find nothing but accurate information. Um, <laughs> so. Um, what um, outdated cultural norm are we beating to death this week? I, I don't know, uh, but we'll get something, I'm sure. All right. uh, jur- journey happened so naturally last time. It was great. So I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to force anything upon it because then it just gets lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, and, and then it gets lame. Right. Um, so to transition, speaking of things that you force on people that are lame, time to talk about good works. Good works. They're necessary. And when we talk about them, um, not just even as sort of a general Christian who recognizes that um, Christians do good works, especially in Lutheran circles in this day and age, um, it feels weird that we have to lead with this, but let's go ahead and lead with this. Good works are necessary, right? Yes, absolutely. They are absolutely necessary. Let's, let's never say otherwise. Uh, our our f- uh, Lutheran forefathers fathers never said otherwise in well fact, they, one of them actually, did and he got in trouble right well, yeah. i mean that's why we have this article in the formula of concord because this guy was well, pushing against the idea that good works um save you good works have anything to do with with your salvation um that that you can somehow add to what jesus did and so he actually went so far as to say good works are harmful to your salvation um because it makes a great tweet um it, it, it's, it reads really well, like we're so into justification that we actually hate good works. Um, because, well, those kind of flat statements um, always actually sound really good in, at the time, always really make things worse. Nuance matters. Um, this is why Twitter is so demonic. You, you say these sort of 128-character statements, and that's not enough time to actually explain what you mean. It's just enough time to agitate. Um, and so when you make these little flat soundbite statements, they, they make great weapons against somebody, but awful shields. Uh, saying good works are harmful salvation is a great way to sort of try and tear down somebody who's saving themselves by their good works. But at the same time... Um, that's not something you can stand behind, is it? I've never tweeted in my life. <laughs> not once. I don't, um, I, don't have a, I don't have a Twitter account. So, so yeah. You're better than, than me in that, res- in that respect. Uh, no, but I like where you're going with that. Uh, and and that's, that's part of the issue. Uh, not part of the issue. That, that was the issue with this, 
with this article. Remember, this uh, when they're writing the Book of Concord, it's it's not necessarily against people outside of the church or outside of the Lutheran Church, although it, it kind of is. I mean, they'll reference uh, Roman Catholicism and and they'll they'll reference the Anabaptists, but a lot of this is the issues that are coming up within the Lutheran Church. And the problem was that there were, like you said, Pastor Goodman, there were people on both sides. Uh, of what we would say is the is the correct understanding of all of these articles, and so one guy uh, it, he he just went too far in his flat blanket statement that he he wanted to be kept in uh, theological circles where uh, men in smoking jackets uh, sit in big <laughs> armchairs and discuss uh, whether or not uh, certain things are real and valuable and, and whatever the case may be. I have a feeling and, that when you're imagining that, the pipes that they're smoking make bubbles. No, no. I think of the uh, the Lord of uh, Lord of the Rings pipes, right? Ooh, like the so big, I'm, long, fancy ones. Yeah, yeah. The the ones where you could barely. I mean, you're holding out your hand, and and you, the bowl is barely in uh, the tips of your finger. That's how long it is, like mm-hmm. Gandalf. Yeah, everything yeah. like Gandalf is good. Yeah. No, I agree. He's, um. Yeah. But so, you, <laughs> you mentioned just like the stem of your pipe pushing things too far, Pastor. Uh, that was awful. That was terrible. Um, here's the thing, though. A, a lot of theology starts this way. Like we'll say something that sounds great, but then we'll push too hard on it and, well, fall off the other side of the horse. So tell me how you feel about this particular statement. Um, Good works are not forced by fear and penalty of the law in Christians, but they are to be done from a voluntary spirit and a joyful heart. True or false? True. Completely. Except then they go ahead and conclude that good works are not necessary. Yeah. And and this is no, this is exactly where we get. And this is part of the the discussion that we're we're going to constantly be at as a Lutheran, when we're talking to other Lutherans, when we're talking to uh, our Roman Catholic friends. Uh, a couple years ago during the 500-year the anniversary of uh, the Reformation in, in Albuquerque, when I was down there, uh, the Roman Catholics wanted to celebrate it. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, no. And, and what did they, they do? Well, they wanted to, they honestly wanted to usurp it. Uh, basically, they got together with the ELCA, and they were going to have this uh, series of uh, <clears throat> discussions at their congregations about uh, Roman Catholicism versus Lutheran. Anyways, there was a pastor down there that got wind of it, and so uh, myself and and uh, and he uh, elbowed our way into uh, into these things because we said we're we're not going to let the ELCA stand for uh, Lutherans and for the Augsburg Confession and what we believe. I don't even know why I brought this up. You just um, wanted, did you wear a costume when you went? No, I, I wore my clerical. So a little <laughs> dressed up a little bit um, but it it was interesting because oh what I was trying to say there was uh, the the automatic especially with the Augsburg confession right the the automatic kickback with the Augsburg confession even though we speak about good works there the automatic kickback was from Rome and still is from Rome that because you're not tying good works to justification because you won't say good works are necessary for salvation, then you hate good works and all good works are bad. Then, then we right. become antinomians and, and, and we hate the law and eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you die and do whatever you want. And that's what Lutherans become. 
Um, that's what I keep hearing. But at the end of the day, again, if you're willing to add even a tiny little bit of nuance, um, actually ask somebody a question instead of speak for them about what they believe, then these things really, they, they sort themselves out. Um, well, are you saved by good works in any capacity? No. Christ alone saved me by his death on the cross. It is by grace through faith apart from works that we are saved. Absolutely. Now, does sin still break stuff? Yep. Yes. Should you should you break stuff that God loves? No. No. There you go. Um, end of story. <laughs> like, it, it's not even that in-depth of a conversation, but we would so much rather tweet about the thing, like sort of write in these sort of short little blurbs that sound phenomenal because we want to go to war against somebody. Um, when all the while, some of the people who... who bang the drum hardest are, are usually the ones who, who struggle with it. And, and it's because we end up talking right past each other more often than not. So even just in the word necessary, um, necessary can mean different things. Well, this, on where is you the start. Is, this is this is the issue. Right. And, and I, I don't know if we're necess <laughs> necessarily talking uh, past each other when we're doing this, because that has the connotation that we're saying the same things and Meaning we just can't understand it in different yeah, ways. We and, have different definitions think, of the words. I think, well, no, because if you have different definitions of the words, then you're not saying the same thing, right? But, so I think there's two, two different ways that this could happen. So one, yeah, we can talk past each other. You're, you're saying something, I'm saying something, we're, we're using different language, but we're saying the same exact thing. And then you've got the other side of this coin where we're using the same language and yet we're saying different things. Right, that's, that's the ugly one. And that, yeah, that's the difficult one, and that, that's an ugly one too. Uh, the other one, uh, you just have to kind of get to the point where, yeah, you're, you're realizing that, okay, after enough talking to, to this guy, yes, we are saying the same thing with different words, and that's fine. I don't think that was, that was kind of the issue with this article. I don't know if that's the issue in today's day and age, though. I mean, I don't think I'm going to have that problem talking to a, a Lutheran who su subscribes to the Augsburg Confession and the Book of Concord. I'll have that problem when I'm talking to a, uh, somebody who has the title Lutheran but doesn't subscribe to the Augsburg Confession. So if I'm talking to a, an ELCA pastor, then he's going to be on one of these sides, right? That good works aren't necessary or at least it's going to play out that way i.e eat drink and be merry for tomorrow i die so that was the situation in albuquerque when we were doing that 500 year anniversary thing that i that i brought up a little a uh, little while ago i was sitting in the middle of two of these uh individuals one a catholic priest one an elca pastor actually there was two there was a it was a, a couple it was a, a, a woman and her husband uh, that traded off the weeks. So that was really neat. Uh, we got both perspectives there. But on so on one side, I had the Roman Catholic priest basically speaking of uh, good works necessary for salvation. And then on the other side, it was falling off the other side of the horse, as Pastor Goodman likes to say, uh, that good works have, they're, they're pointless and worthless and eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow I die. And let's just sing Kumbaya. This kind of has to do with where you're starting, though, with, with necessary. Like, um, if you want to start with the fact that you have to contribute to your salvation, when you say good works are necessary, that means something different. And when you want to start with the, the understanding that Christ alone has saved you, but that means something, that 
again, defines the word necessary for you. And, and if you want to just reject all of that and start completely apart and say we're free to sin that grace may abound, again, that, that's a third one. Um, but when we talk about, you know, the, the real question, whether or not good works are necessary or, you know, they'll just they'll happen um, and, and don't worry about it, just don't, don't even think about it, don't even especially talk about the law because that's a downer. Um, well, necessary doesn't just mean you have to be forced into doing a thing. Necessary can mean it's just sort of what's going to result when all of these bricks are already laid. In other words, if Jesus has actually made you holy, yeah, holy things will, will come from you. Um, if this isn't just pretend or, or imaginary Jesus points, then yes, it actually has an effect. If it's a big enough effect to raise your body on the last day, then yeah, it, it's also a big enough effect to accomplish some good through you in, in this life as well. God has ordered good that it would happen through you. You don't even have to like that fact, but God will do it and make you love it. Um, Ephesians 2.10 says that God has prepared good works beforehand that we would walk in them. Um, God knew what he was doing. He, in sending his son to die, accomplished something in the giving of the Holy Spirit, delivered something to you that actually worked good in you in such a profound way that it brought good out through you. God works see, good in you. See, and this is, this is where everything ties back to what we've talked about beforehand. <clears throat> so we've talked about, what, original sin. We've talked about the, uh, the freedom of the will or the boundness of the will, right? Mm -hmm. We've talked about justification. All, all of this is tied. So the, the necessary thing that comes afterwards is, is, is good works. I think we're still kind of hung on that freedom bit, too, because we want to say, like, I'm free to do the good that I feel like doing. Um, I'm free to decide what good works are. I'm free to determine how many I have to do. And, and like, in the same way, that, in the same sense, you're free to stop breathing. It's true. But it also does sort of redefine your status, right? Can I be, can I be flippant for a second? You never know. <laughs> okay, the people who have that argument, and, and that's a legit, not a legitimate, but that's one of the <laughs> arguments that's actually uh, in uh, this, this formula of Concord. It's one of the arguments, real or pretend, uh, I think partly real, that uh, we have to contend with within the, the Lutheran Church as well, even within our denomination, uh, is that there's people going around with this idea that, yeah, I don't have to care for my neighbor. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Like I, I, I don't, don't hear anybody don't, actually saying it either, though. I don't think there is. And that's the whole problem. Because most of the time, this and this is, maybe I'm just getting on my high horse here. Uh, but most of the time when I hear this uh, being thrown about, there's never anybody who's coming up to the microphone and saying, Hey, attention, everybody. Good works are not necessary in any way and therefore i'm free to choose whether or not i'm going to serve my neighbor now don't get me wrong because of the sin the sinner in me that simultaneously saint and sinner because of the sinner in me yes uh, that i'm gonna do that that's what i do as a sinner i do choose when and when i'm not going to help my neighbor and how i'm gonna do it but if i'm speaking from a christian perspective the new man speaking in me or the Lutheran pastor speaking in me, nobody's coming up to the microphone with that. Instead, the argument is somebody's coming up from 
to the microphone and they're saying, hey, look at those people over there. They don't think good works are necessary. They think you can eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you die. And so they're all a bunch of antinomians. All right. They hate the law. Define, oh, antinomians against nomian, the law. That's good. Um, So here's the thing. If nobody here is actually saying you should sin, sin is great, um, then what we end up doing to try and sort of out who we imagine. Clarify. Yeah. Clarify. What? Nobody nobody within uh nobody within the Lutheran Tradition. Church Missouri Synod. Nobody who has ascribed to the Book of Concord. Let's put it that way. That's I'll flat out say n- nobody who is a right Christian should say sin is good, you should right. definitely sin. Like I'm right. uh, even across denominational lines. There there should That's be fair. no one under on um, the, the, the flag of, of the lamb who was slain who says it's great that you're doing awful things. Um, you, no. The, so the, the problem, though, becomes, um, since nobody flat out says sin is good and we want to accuse somebody of trying to say good works are harmful to your salvation or good works aren't necessary, is that we end up just trying to measure how often they talk about faith and good works being connected and trying to draw a correlation between the more you talk about doing good works as a true believer, the more you must really think good works are important, except the problem is the people who end up talking about faith and good works being connected the most are almost always the unbelievers. The people who are so rooted in the law were the Pharisees. They wanted to talk about the connection between what they were doing and their faith. We're focused on Jesus. And so, yes, Christians do good works. Absolutely. But the thing is, we still talk about Jesus a lot. We'll preach the law, absolutely, because we need to know what love looks like. Uh, the Ten Commandments actually shape law. They, the, the law doesn't disappear for the Christian. The, the law helps define what love looks like so that having a family, I, I can know in the Sixth Commandment what it is to love my wife, in the Fourth Commandment what it is to care for my children, in the Fifth Commandment what it is to support and protect life around my family. Um, all of the law is good in that regard, but the thing is... Um, I still want to talk about Jesus because the bragging about the fulfilling of the law, the demeaning others for not talking about doing enough good works, the measuring of other people's good works, all of it is pulling away from Christ. And we've already covered this. If you want to measure a Christian, you don't measure them. You measure their God. Our flesh is impure. Our flesh is incomplete. And so our works are going to look impure and incomplete and and nobody's thrilled with that but our peace isn't going to be in saying well we should talk more about doing good works our peace is going to be found in christ forgiving sinners and making us so holy that good works would manifest themselves so so you you brought up the the ten commandments and Mm. and for for the reformers for luther for i would say for the christian the the ten commandments are, are phenomenal they're great obviously but so the first three there, they speak about not our good works to God, uh, but the way in which faith receives uh, God's good gifts to us. I like that. And then, and then the other ones. That's wonderful. Uh, keep talking about that. Oh, good. That's hey, really cool. Wait, wait keep talking. I was yeah. going to move on. No. Oh, I we're we're about beating dead horses. Um, uh, I'll come back to it. All because right. I, I would have finished my statement here. Uh, maybe I'll come back to it. <laughs> Uh, it's a teaser, maybe. Um, so, but then the se- what we call the second table of the law, that again, that isn't 
the way in which I serve God either. That's the way in which I serve my neighbor. Right, because God doesn't actually and need anything from you. God doesn't need a single good work from me. My neighbor does, though. Yeah. My neighbor needs a lot of them. They, they need my good works. And so, and so my, my good works, which, as you pointed out already uh, in Ephesians there, that God has created and set in front of me to do, aren't these make-believe uh, monastic good works that Luther was trapped in before, uh, before the Reformation where you think, hey, if you sit there in, uh, in a monastery and you, you pray the uh, orders of the day enough and memorize the Psalms and then recite them and do X, Y, and Z enough, those are the real good works that God really cares about. And he's going to smile upon you even more. No, those are stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're absolutely pointless because the good works that should be there are uh, not for salvation. They're not to merit my salvation. They're not to help merit my neighbor's salvation. The real good works that are done are done for the service of my neighbor in time and space where that individual uh, needs them to be done. That's what a good work is. <laughs> okay, no, that's good. So Mormons, everybody, this is my awkward transition. <laughs> Mormons, we, we, we talked about this. We talked about this before. I, I, Pastor Goodman wants to, wants to bring up something uh, about un, unbelievers. And, uh, and so naturally you run right to Mormons. So uh. Take it away and... Well, because they do the most good works in the world. All right, so when we're talking about the second table of the law, the, the way that we serve our neighbor, you sort of have to recognize then that um, Christianity isn't demonstrated then in sewing little crosses onto everything that we, we do or, or eating macaroni and cheese that's shaped in little Jesuses or, or anything like that. Uh, Christianity— Yeah, those, are, those aren't crosses. Those are T's, people. It's T's. It's not a cross. It's a T. <laughs> Stop shoehorning it in. But that's just it. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with your interruption. Um, the rest of the world are, are still doing kind things for their neighbor. Like, you don't have to be a Christian to give to charity. You, you don't have to be a Christian to give somebody a hug at the end of a long day. This is a thing that is done for your neighbor, why can we not call it good if it helps somebody? And and we can recognize that there's a distinction here. And it's, it's subtle, but it's also everything. It's not that they're not good. It's not that it's not good that your Mormon neighbor cut your lawn when you're out of town. It's not that it's not good. Here's the thing. These, these works done by people who don't believe in Jesus are commendable. They actually bring temporal reward. Um, because sin breaks stuff and good works are good. That means that when you love your neighbor, um, the community is built up and, and good things come from that. Um, good compounds more good, just like bad brings about more bad. But the thing is, it's not about, again, measuring the work, but the source of it. Um, unbelievers do commendable things, but not from faith, which means just like me, what they have is, is a sinful heart. It's just, well, my heart has been changed. Even if you would look at it, it doesn't look like much. Jesus said something about that baptism. This is this is difficult. I mean, it's difficult to logically understand. So maybe maybe we actually have to take a minute to, to unravel this because it's still even difficult for me to understand this. So let me pose this question to you, Pastor Goodman. Right. Uh, which which I've had come to me, and I don't know if I answered it the best. Um, 
I, I like where I think you're going to go with this. So that's why I'm going to uh, po- uh, pose the question to you. So I you, like the softballs. Thanks. No, it's not a softball. It's, it's a heater right down oh. the middle. The lid, right. it's, a, it's a slurve. It's, a, it's kind of a slider and a curve, but it's fast, like 92. I didn't know if you were using, like, young people language. No. Are you going to say no, I'm using, gonna say no, meat? No, I'm, I'm using baseball terminology. Okay. So there isn't a single young person who knows what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> it's because watching baseball is hard. <laughs> so, so it's the, a mortification of the flesh. It is. So the question is here, um, when I give a sandwich to the hungry guy, and my atheist neighbor gives the same sort of sandwich to the hungry guy. Why is my work considered a good work in the eyes of God and the atheists is not? Uh, let's just start simple. First of all, thanks be to God that the hungry guy got fed twice. Like, honestly, that, that's fantastic. Um, the thing is, if you're an atheist, you're probably not too concerned with pleasing God. So... Why does it matter? Um, I'm just glad the hungry guy got fed. But if you want to talk about where justification is, where righteousness is found, um, that comes from, again, the source, not the sandwich, but the thing that made you holy in the first place. Um, And so our confessions and our scriptures talk about trees when it comes to this. Uh, Jesus says, uh, a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. And the thing is, when Jesus tells us this, it has nothing to do with what the fruit looks like at all. It has nothing to do with the sandwich, everything to do with the tree. Good-looking fruit can come from Sand- unbelieving sandwich- trees. Sandwiches aren't I have a sandwich aren't grown tree. on tree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how food works. Um, <laughs> good-looking fruit comes from unbelieving trees. Charity, help, kindness, giving sandwiches to homeless people. And you know what? Some really, really ugly-looking fruit comes from Christian trees. But the definition of good versus evil is solely and completely rooted in baptism in in that which has taken that which is evil and put it to death in the waters and raised up something new and holy. Unbelievers do commendable things. They're rewarded temporally for it. And Christians don't actually get more temporal reward for doing the same giving of a sandwich to a hungry guy. But here we're talking about a heavenly reward. Here we're talking about something holy. So you're saying that whether or not a, a fruit is good fruit is based upon the article before this completely one that we talked about last Absolutely. time. It's based upon justification, which then therefore is based upon Jesus. Yeah, it's all back to Jesus. It's all back to Jesus. So so it's it's not the fruit itself, like you said. You can you can have an evil tree or you can have a good tree and the fruits can look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. What makes the fruit good or evil is the tree. Is the tree. Yeah. And, and if the tree is grafted into Christ, then it's a good tree. Not because the tree is good, but for the merits of Christ and Christ alone and everything that he's done. Right. But that does make the tree good. Like you can say objectively, good. this it, is a good yeah. tree. I know because God said Absolutely. it's good now. Um, this mm-hmm. is where we measure good works um, in lives of, of 
um, faith. We don't have to say, if you're a Christian, you'll do more kind things than an atheist. And we also don't have to say, it's terrible that atheists are feeding homeless people. We can say it's great that there's less hunger now. And it's great that Christians will do good works. But the thing that makes us apart isn't measured in our works, but in our God, which is exactly what they would say too. Like, honestly, that's the thing that atheists would say, too. What's the whole point of Christianity if I can be charitable without Jesus? And I would say, well, if the whole point of Christianity is to be charitable, you're right. But if the whole point of Christianity is that your sins would be crucified along with Christ and you would be made holy apart from your works, holy and completely in his sacrificial death and resurrection, delivered through word and sacrament, Christianity is actually about Jesus for sinners, like me and like you. I'm curious if... If this doesn't, and maybe it doesn't, maybe I'm going to shoehorn this in because this just popped off at the top of my head. And folks out there listening, uh, Pastor Goodman's already angry at me because I didn't contribute anything to the notes. Just like your salvation. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to show that. Uh, that's the way that we're saved. I don't, I don't have to do anything. I appreciate your object lesson, Pastor. <laughs> Pastor Goodman will do it all. <laughs> Oh, where is I going to go with that? I don't know. It's not in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm curious if this has anything to do with, or, or we can see this a little bit um, in, uh, in that last parable in Matthew that Jesus had. Yeah, I was kind of referenced it. Stuff. Yeah. So, oh, so it was in the notes. No, but when I was talking. Um. <laughs> oh. Well, because there, right, we've, we've got a whole bunch of people uh, who have done good works, uh, and, and they're commended by our Lord for doing these good works because they've, they've helped their neighbor. And so we can extrapolate this out. These, these are the, the sheep, and these are the Christians, and all of this. And what is their answer, Pastor Goodman? They're deeply uh, to, uncomfortable to, that Jesus is looking at their works. They said, Lord, when did well, we do these things for you? We didn't see this. Don't, it's don't measure it this as, way. It's, it's, it's almost as if they don't even know about the works, right? It's like, wait, wait, when did, I, when did I do this? When in the world did I go visit you in prison, Jesus? That never happened. When did I do X, Y, and Z? And so for the Christian, it's not that works don't happen. They it's do. It's that they don't matter. It's that... It's that they don't Not matter. in terms of sheep I mean, and they goats. Don't, not in terms of salvation. Not, not exactly. And so we're not going to focus on them in, in that regard. And if you try to, I'm going to get we, uncomfortable. Well, I'm not only am I going to get uncomfortable, but it's just it's just the wrong way. And I don't, I don't know if I want to go down that road because that's kind of how Jesus puts this. But we can't do it as, in any way, shape, or form like Jesus does. It's, it's not the way to, to, to speak about good works. If good works in any way, shape, or form uh, come into a discussion about salvation, justification, how I'm made righteous before God, they're in the wrong place. And that's the whole issue. They need to be in a whole nother conversation. Right, you're talking about an effect, not a source. So um, the confessions would say like heat and light come from fire but fire doesn't come from light and heat. If, if, there's, if it's hot and, and glowy, you've got a, you've got a candle. Um, but I, I can't sort of say it's 
well, I'm going to shine my flashlight until it catches on fire. Like, you can burn some ants with magnifying glasses. I yeah, guess. you tell that to the yeah. ant. I was just going to bring that up. Uh, I knew where you were going, you really quick. ant murderer. Really quick. Every single Boy Scout. Call him PETA. They, yeah. <laughs> Uh, where were we going to go with that? So you were talking about Jesus um, separating the sheep from the goats. And the goats say, you know, Lord, when did we not do this? Of course we were kind. And the sheep say, what do you mean, Lord? Because I don't think we did enough to, when did we do this to you? Everybody is uncomfortable with what Jesus is saying on the last day. And that, I think, is the really cool part. The unbelievers want to be judged by their works, and it's not enough. And the sheep, they're saying, don't look at that, because I'm pretty sure it's not enough but they're still called sheep. The thing that separates isn't the works, but what God calls them. You're a goat, you're a sheep. There's faith, there's not faith. Absolutely. Because and that's, that's the, well, the, goodness, that's the problem with, with having uh, good works necessary for salvation. You're right. Even, at, and, and this, was, this is part of the issue uh, that, that the reformers were dealing with there because, again, the, the people who were saying this within the Lutheran encampment, uh, I don't think that they necessarily uh, were people who thought that good works actually really did uh, contribute to salvation. But they, they and Pastor Goodman, you were kind of saying this uh, earlier about uh, this Twitter stuff that I don't have any idea about. But they were making these blanket statements, kind of controversial statements. Well, they sound good. And People leaving, listen to you. And just just leaving them out right. there without any context whatsoever. Well, yes, standing alone then, if you're not going to put any context whatsoever to that statement as a Lutheran, then I've got to reject what you just said. No, absolutely not. Good works are not necessary for salvation right. at all. And, and actually, I think it's probably, and this is, this is where the, the, the formula of the Concord comes down on this, it's actually more detrimental and more dangerous uh, to use these sorts of uh, catchphrases in order to, to, to get uh, thumbs up likes on, on the Facebook, right? right? Uh, we we don't do this because even if you've got uh, the correct understanding and you're going to spend the next 20 minutes uh, making sure everybody knows, uh, nobody's going to stick around for 20 minutes. Well, why do you preach that long then? 18, 18 <laughs> okay. minutes is what I preach. They'll stick around for 18 if you're a good preacher. <clears throat> but if uh, but if you're not, then you got to uh, speak as fast as That's you can. That's my strategy uh, every day. And get it in in eight and a half minutes. <laughs> Tops. So um, the nuance matters, um, no matter how fast you're talking. The nuance matters. And so I can say then good works are necessary, not that they're done because God forces us to do them, but simply— They're not coerced. Huh? They're not coerced. That's just it. They're done by the fact yeah. that God wills good works to happen, and so he orders creation in a way that it brings it about. Um, God is— and, and now that I'm in Christ, I can do no other. Right. That's just it, though. God doesn't have to coerce the earth to revolve around the sun. He just speaks, and 
well, something is set into effect that will accomplish this. This is the way the universe works now. It's a regular. In the same way, when he speaks to you in, in both law and gospel to, to convict you of your sin and forgive you of your sin, that law doesn't disappear in your life after your sins are forgiven, but it, it carries forward and you recognize what love looks like. And yes, Christians accomplish that which God wills, even in rising from the dead. I didn't hear a single thing. You That's said that. fine. I loved it. You, you said, you said, you said, yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> no, it really was. Thanks, but mom. You, you said regular. You said regular, and I couldn't help but think of Nate Dog and the regulated. There's our '90s reference. Um, <laughs> yes. I uh, don't don't yes. forget my boy Warren G. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> So regarding um, bad 90s R&B, the unwilling and rebellion, rebellious flesh, Paul would say in all of these things, I discipline my body and I keep it under control. Um, so, so put on your, your 90s hip-hop playlist and actually strive to help your neighbor. Discipline your body. Mortify your flesh. Hurt for the good of somebody else. Because that's what love is. And again, even the unbeliever, to a small extent, can recognize this. What are the most important things in your life? And you will always find a pagan who is willing to suffer personally for them. Always. Yeah. The, the difference is that Christ suffered for enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, yes. No, I don't know. Um, and and I'm, so I'm because to, Christ uh, has suffered even for enemies, us, you, me, all the world, your suffering has nothing to do with your salvation. It's already accomplished. It, 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 it only might help your neighbor if God has given them to you in your vocation. You cannot save yourself by good works. You're already saved, though. On the other hand, sin breaks stuff. And so, even while I say good works cannot save you, I can go so far as to say sin can damn you. So how much more does it matter that Christ saves the damned, that he saves the sinners, you and me? Why would you want to taint that with, with some something from yourself when he's already said it's perfect? Yeah. And what... How, how arrogant of us to, to think that uh, we as part of the creation can, can offer anything uh, back, to, back to the creator. I mean, from the beginning, even before the fall, right, the, the creator, God, Yahweh, he was the one who gave gifts. A Adam and Eve received. There was nothing that even before the fall that they were going to do. So we've got creator, God, and creation. And then after the fall... He says, yeah, I'm also going to be the redeemer. Which is exactly what the fallen creation needs. We need this creator God who gives us all these good things. And we need uh, this redeemer God who's actually going to redeem me from my sin. How, how awful if we're trying to then tie our good works back to that and say, uh, me as part of the creation is going to give the creator something. Me as part of the damned is going to give the 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 redeemer something no you can't you shouldn't and we don't and right the, that's that's the whole point of all of this uh, on one side of the sorry right. on one side of the coin 
And the other side of that coin is that we can talk about sin as if it's bad, even though we're already saved from it. I can say sin does damage both to creation and to the soul. It affects the mind and the body and the spirit because these three are actually connected. Um, And so, yes, Jesus would forgive you for punching me in the face, but I would still prefer that you not do it. And more so, when it becomes completely normal for you to punch me in the face every time you see me, damage will be done not just to my face, but to your soul. Sin breaks stuff. And the farther we lean into that, the, the more comfortable we get in it. So this is your conscience, right? One, one, yeah, one, one does have to wonder uh, where, where the individual is uh, who sees uh, punching you in the face as normal. As, at, 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 well, yeah, it's normal. At best, normal. Even good. Um, yeah, um, that's 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 or, the thing. When we good. start calling sin good, what we end up doing then is saying, I don't want Jesus for this. We end up saying, God is wrong about this. That's a bad path to be on spiritually. Every time you say, I want no Jesus for this, and God is wrong about this, just check yourself before you wreck yourself, Nate Dog. Um, <laughs> that's right. So... So this is is where then um, Chemnitz would start to talk about mortal sin. And we talk about mortal sin as Lutherans differently than Roman Catholics because to them, there are certain sins. Once you do it, you're out. Suicide, mortal sin, there is no salvation for you. Whereas Lutherans would use the term to recognize simply that sin does pull you farther from God. And so when you lean into sin, you lean away from God. And the mortal sin is different for every person. The sin itself is different for every person. But it is that one last straw that breaks the camel's back where you just say, you know what? It's not a big deal. It's probably even good to punch Pastor Goodman in the face. Um, It's probably even good that I don't go to church to get forgiveness for this because it's a waste of time anyway. And you see this in people who you would grow up with in the church who then come sporadically and then come not at all. Somewhere down the line, there was something where they just gave up. That would be a mortal sin. That. And and that's why any and all sin is right. Is that's why we say sin and, is and bad. We, don't we should, sin. Yeah, it's it, it, because it all is this ripping apart uh, and, and ripping us away of God. And you're right. The more I punch you in the face, the more normal it becomes. And the the conscience is do it. murdered already. Which is yeah. why. Which is why I've never Thanks done it. Thanks be to God, and, and also thank you how. for not punching me in the face. Um, but here's the thing. Even for those who commit mortal sins, Jesus is still working to save them. Even those who have abandoned Christ completely, well, that's still the Christ that seeks the lost, who, who if there's a hundred sheep and one wanders off, he leaves behind the 99, and he seeks out the one who has committed the mortal sin to carry it back on his own shoulders. Because again, salvation doesn't come from you committing a mortal sin or not committing a mortal sin. Salvation doesn't come from you repenting the right way and saying a sorry or feeling contrite enough the right way. But again, from Jesus, who comes into this world to rescue sinners. Salvation comes from Jesus. And where's the... Yeah, where's Jesus. the salvation? It's Jesus. He's he, he's the one who's carried that lamb back. And yeah, all the other lambs are doing the good works of eating grass in the in the prairie like they're supposed right. to. Right. And but that 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 doesn't save them, nor does that keep them good. in the faith. And that's just it. When you start to mingle the two, you rob everybody who's ever terrified about um hell. You rob them of any kind of comfort. Anytime you sort of mix together good works and salvation in any capacity, the only thing you do is is you take every blessed person wrestling with guilt and shame and tell them, yeah, I don't know about you, when the one thing they need to hear is, yeah, Jesus forgives you. 
That's what Always. we all need to hear. And so, yeah. When we're talking, I think we we are. Goodness, we're beating the dead horse. That's the only thing we do on this show. Talking it's over too and over. much but about I think it's Jesus. important. It, <laughs> but it's yeah. important that we do. If we're talking about salvation. Yeah, good works are not the handoff from what Jesus. was begun in Christ. They're, they're just the fruit of what was begun in Christ. If there's an apple tree, it's going to make apples. When God wills there to be apples, there will be apples. And I can say apples are good. It is good to do good works. Good works will happen in the life mm-hmm. of the Christian. Anybody who says a Christian can do no good works, I'll challenge. But the good work is done by Christ through you every single time. It's all about Jesus. Yeah. From beginning to end, from cradle to grave, everything. Absolutely. It's him. It has to be. I can't top that. Let's just go away. Yeah. Peace. Lord bless you and keep you. Thanks, Internet. Bye-bye.